tuning in. We are here at episode number nine of the New Wrestling Alliance. We mean business. Once again, I am your man, P1J-Dub, and to my left, your right, it is the myth, the man, the known as. Yeah, how's it going, man? And I guess I'm next. You're next! Hello, hello. Happy to be here. And to my right, your left, sometimes you look to look over there. It's my very good friend, better than friends than Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Definitely after um, a few episodes of Raw. It is the man known as Ichi. How's it going? Darius Ichi here. How you guys doing? I'm a man with a plan. And I just want to thank everybody for tuning in again to episode number nine. Over 400 downloads, 423 downloads and listens and listens and counting. Fans, we know that you're listening. WWE, we know that you're listening. Keep showing us love. We have plenty of things to come. Before we get it started, we like to highlight things here at the New Wrestling Alliance. We're going to start off with our hot seat. And what you gonna do? Today's theme, Black Wrestlers. Why? Because Black Wrestlers matter. We're just going to jump right into it. I'm going to say the name of the wrestler. You're going to give me the first reaction that that comes to mind. Ahmed Johnson. Mouth filled with marbles. Wasn't really a big fan. Teddy Long. Zoot Suit. Player. Ron Simmons. The first ever African-American WCW champion. That's a great, great look. Helped make the Rock relevant. Helped make uh, Bradshaw relevant. I'm going to go with Damn! the big cat, Ernie Ladd. A legend. Definitely a legend. Um, love watching his matches. So nimble for someone so large. That's what she Shelton said. Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> Shelton Benjamin. Come back. <laughs> One of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, definitely great entertainer. Definitely underappreciated. I can't wait to see him wrestle again. D'Lo Brown. He was quite annoying, but I do give him credit because he's from Chicago. Chi-Town stand-up. He also had the best uh, head shake. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to finish it off with The Rock. By far one of the best entertainers in all of professional wrestling history. Often hated, but he's definitely a trailblazer. The next president of the United States of America. And on that note, we're going to go right into it. Fastlane has come and gone. We've had plenty of shakeups and feuds. We've started to see the path, the road to WrestleMania. We are less than 40 days and counting to the collision of Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. And, of course, both of them weren't on one pay-per-view. Only one person was on. Goldberg going against Kevin Owens for the WWE Universal Championship. We're just going to jump right into it. Ichi, how do you you feel about just that match, the build, the match, and the results? Um, At first, I really was not a huge fan of the Goldberg-Kevin Owens um, only because I felt like they were going to um, take the belt off of Kevin Owens and 
end up just giving it to Goldberg kind of like as a part-time wrestler like The Rock like John Cena is now like a lot of other wrestlers in the past where is the belt becoming just this um you know not necessarily Hollywood but it's just like this more commercialized you know um championship belt um but you know it is what it is i am actually happy that goldberg is going to be going into mania hopefully he loses versus brock because i feel like brock has put him over over like the past like six seven months so i feel like it's now time for brock to finish finish the job and end this goldberg crap yeah i mean we all knew that goldberg was probably going to take it um I'm unhappy about it, but, eh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, at least, you know, with the Chris Jericho and Owens feud, that's still uh, enjoyable to watch. And hopefully now the United States uh, Championship also gets uh, pushed to a higher level, um, especially since now that uh, the world title won't be on the show every week. I- I'm-, I'm still pretty excited for that feud, even though it doesn't involve the world title anymore. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I was indifferent. I was originally upset just because of the results. I mean, I think Kevin Owens did a great job establishing the universal belt, but I'm also not too upset. Um, I had a good friend of mine, Trey A at Trey Biz on Instagram and, and Twitter, he made a good point. Goldberg having the belt kind of legitimizes the mega power of what the universal belt is. Like, it's not the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. The World Heavyweight Championship, which I'm very happy is on SmackDown, a more wrestling heavy base show. The universal belt is, you. it's kind of like you're starting to realize what Raw is. It's storyline driven. It's very star based. It's trying to get the mainstream media. And while Kevin Owens was a great champion, I appreciate and I look forward to him becoming that mega star that can headline with the Universal Belt. You typically don't see, you didn't see, oh, when Kevin Owens won the belt on Raw, popping up on mainstream media. So I, as upset as I was with the result, because as a wrestling fan, you want the person who's on the road, those 300 years, putting in work day in and day out, like, really carrying the company to really headline it. But I can be, I'm okay with, with Goldberg having it because of the nostalgia feel and the fact that the fans are over with him. I would, I, the fan, the fans are over with him. I would argue, Hey, why didn't they do this with um, Ryback and, and get the machine behind you? But it's WrestleMania season and you know, they're going to go with the biggest star power. I think that this is the point where, you tell the wrestlers, the WWE superstars, whilst continuing to be hungry in the ring, continuing to perfect your craft, you got to be able to do outside projects in order for people to buy into you on the mainstream level in order to do that so you can essentially cash in after 30 years later on your hard work and legacy if you choose to stay that long. Well, I would say, okay, let's not get carried away uh, talking about uh, Ryback, um, his best match was on that pre-show, um, the like the day be the day before he um 
acts to be released from the WWE. Um, but I can agree with you. Like I said earlier, it's more that the belt is becoming more commercialized, more, you know, um, legitimate for, you know, that mainstream audience. And, you know, it's 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 to the point, unfortunately, that is kind of like it is what it is, because we've seen the same thing happen with The Rock. We've seen, this, you know, the same thing happen with, you know, a Hulk Hogan. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's something that's, you know. Uh, I mean, I look at it. This is, yeah. Here's how I look at it. I look at, I look at it like, look, the, like WrestleMania, this is the debut of the Universal Belt at WrestleMania. Not, oh, this is a couple years out down the line and the belt got snatched from Kevin Owens for Goldberg. That's Hey, this is a, this is the first WrestleMania that we're introducing the Universal Belt to the mainstream audience. We need to make sure that we have our make our heavy hitters with the belt that the mainstream that the mainstream audience that may not have been fans before or may or were older fans. Hey, we're bring we're trying to draw them back with the with this nostalgia act. Facts. Just wondering. So when uh, the brands merge again which they always do, what will the new belt be? What is it? Would it be like the, the world universal <laughs> championship? The WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. That actually would not be bad. I mean, it would be a long like word usage to say, but I think that we would just all fall into place and just continue to just say it or just probably like abbreviate it. I just hate when they, I just hate when they merge the belts. I like when people carry the two belts. I, I I'm just a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Yeah, I mean, I think I can agree the, with that too. I think they're doing the brand split well. But let's go ahead and move on to some other matches that happened and the reactions from that. It just so happens to be March and Women's History Month. Let's talk about a little bit of history. Bailey. The champion walking into Fastlane and going against the undefeated on pay-per-view Charlotte. Many of us expecting Charlotte to continue to do what she does on pay-per-views and walk out the champion. That did not happen. Em, what was your reaction? How did you feel about that? Uh, I was definitely underwhelmed. I mean, you know, I'm not a big fan of Bailey. Um, I find her quite boring. Actually, I find everything about her pretty boring, except for her theme song. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... They Sound kinda... like you need a hug. <laughs> you know, I might, I might. But after, you know, they kind of saved it on Raw for me, you know. I kind of understood where they went with it. They were kind of just figuring out how to work Sasha back in there. And... Of course. It, it, it worked out well, you know. Do I feel like... I, I feel like they should have had uh, Charlotte win by a DQ so that she, she could still have her streak going into Mania. That, yeah. But well, by, how, would she win by, how would she win by DQ, though? Have Sasha hit her. Have Sasha hit Bailey? No, have Sasha hit Charlotte. Well, if she hits Charlotte, then um, ba- then um, Bailey wins. No, Charlotte wins. If she hits right. Charlotte, yeah, if she hits oh, Charlotte, yeah. then Charlotte wins. Yeah, oh, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I um, I, I can agree with that. I feel like um, Bailey is just she's 
she's not necessarily someone that I personally like to who I'm like ready to see whenever a women's match is going on. I would rather see Sasha. I would rather see Charlotte. I would actually rather see um, <laughs> Alicia Fox. You know what I mean? But um, you know, Bailey, she is the champion. Um, I felt like it was definitely um, a momentous. Uh, nah, let's take that back. I definitely felt that it was, um, you know, uh, I definitely felt that it was um, great for her to win. I think that her fans enjoyed it and things like that. But to piggyback off, um, off them, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan, and I feel like. Um, Charlotte should have won uh, that match to carry her streak into Mania. It kind of was weird that they decided that Fastlane was the actual pay-per-view t- for Charlotte to end her streak, which was kind of strange. Um, I get it where Sasha, adding Sasha to the mix, where she's possibly going to do a heel turn or something like that at Mania, which I'm really counting for. So, I mean, I see like where they're going. You know, so I'm I won't say like too much as far as like being against it because I think that is going <laughs> hopefully in the right this in the right uh in the right path that I wanted to go to as far as Sasha being champion. Yeah, like you know, I'd actually be okay even if Sasha didn't get the belt at Mania as long as she does the heel turn because I feel like now she's already run her course on um you know being the good the good girl. So I feel like the it's time for, you know, the boss, Sasha, to actually come back. Yeah, I mean, I think that's her appeal, being the boss, not being the cool black girl. Like, you have to have some edge to her, and she just comes off, like, yelling. So, I mean, I think we, we all agree where... She... We could have... It's. I feel it's... it's Charlotte's loss on a pay-per-view could have been greater at the grandest stage of them all. And you could have still carried her but carried her undefeated streak, like you said, with Sasha with Sasha hitting Charlotte. They have I feel like they know what they're doing. They're in the everything else is going well, but the result of the match is again, much like the Universal Ma- Universal Championship. They're getting you can get there without I guess taint. I guess tainting what could have been a greater, a greater moment. Yeah. But on the flip side of things, but on the flip side of things, I also understand because those are also epic moments, and they're also trying to establish Fastlane as uh, an established pay per view. So, so I'd be but so mad because it's still going in the right direction. Yeah. Like, um, I mean that that kind of makes sense of why she got the win over uh, Nia Jax. Because I was, I was kind of confused at that, too, because I thought they were trying to, you know, establish Nia Jax as, a, you know, a legitimate threat. I did as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I did, too. But I, it, and I was wondering, like, like you said, like, why is Sasha winning this match? <laughs> yeah, but um, like after she won, I was like, OK, she must be back in the title picture if she's going to beat Nia Jax, who you guys have been literally putting over everyone and she's just wiping out everyone on the women's roster on raw so i'm like you know <laughs> but, what's the deal you know 
<laughs> so let me ask you guys this though. So we had all these like surprises, you know, surprise endings. Well, not really surprise endings, but you know, <laughs> they were endings, and that usually would have been for like you know, Mania. So do you think that now that we're on this, you know, WWE monthly nine ninety nine, that Mania doesn't need surprises anymore? Um, no, I feel like Mania will still give some surprises. Um, I think that it's still the, um, you know, the hoorah-rah of uh, professional wrestling. So it's going to definitely be times that it's, um, that they're going to have these crazy surprises. I mean, you know, we, you know. Yeah, because I feel like over the years they uh, they keep decreasing the wow factor of Mania. So I'm just wondering, is it because you know every 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 pay per view is cost the same now? Like you know back in the day you used to pay like what sixty dollars to watch Mania, and then like twenty nine to watch In Your House or whatever it was. <laughs> right and it's like you know the, WWE in your house right and then it's like Survivor Series would probably be like, like $39.90 not as much as Mania but you know just a shy under alright but yeah let's go ahead and keep it moving because we saw the pay-per-view debut of Samoa Joe and did he beat the shit out of Sami Zayn I'm impressed with how they're carrying Sami Zayn. I'm impressed with how Samoa Joe debuted, and I'm impressed how they're continuing to carry him and establish him as a threat to everybody, no matter the tier of wrestler. You could be a main eventer, you could be a jobber, you could be uh, you be Sami Zayn. <laughs> I think that I'm I'm impressed. I liked how it's, he just Joe continues to deliver, and it's about time that he's on the WWE roster. How you feeling about it? I agree totally. I feel like Samoa Joe is killing it, um, and they're also putting him in a position to kill it. Uh, even his match with uh, Sami Zayn, I feel like it was one of the better matches of the night on uh, Fastlane. Uh, he he didn't totally demolish Sami Zayn, but he 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 technically, you know, took him out. Like it wasn't like an overwhelming match, but you knew. That he was putting at work. You know what? You know, last so for a couple weeks ago, you know, when I saw Samoa Joe come out in his Triple H inspired dress clothes and take out Seth Rollins, I just knew, I just knew that that this was going to be trouble for a lot of um, a lot of the people on the on the Raw roster. Um, he's just he's been taking out names. They've They've been really putting him over on a commentary. Um, I felt like, you know, my my everyone everyone's favorite mid card jobber, Sami Zayn. Um, even their match on Fastlane, like I said, was phenomenal. It was um, it was definitely entertaining. I feel like Joe is going to be like that guy who is always going to be. Um, there to kind of like you know cause the ruckus cause the ruckus you know yeah i agree and stop hating on joe's jc penny suit 
No, it's not. It's it's definitely like a Triple H inspired <laughs> because everyone who Triple H pretty much bring in Kevin Owens had the same like outfit on Monday. They hey, all hey, got hey. like Triple H inspired. Vince started that. Vince started that. I know it's like they go in corporate, but I mean, it's as soon as I saw Joe with the Triple H inspired dress clothes, I already knew that it was just going to be some rockers. I think the only person in, that didn't wear those type of suits was Rock with his uh, million dollars uh, uh, dress shirts. <laughs> right. <laughs> speaking of speaking of speaking of, tri- speaking of Triple H inspired, we have Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns going against Braun Strowman. And that was definitely a hard-hitting match of the behemoths. We had Roman Reigns defeat Braun. And that was just a heavy-hitting match. Ichi, what was your thoughts on that? I know you're a huge Roman Reigns fan when it comes to his match quality. I am a huge Roman Reigns fan, and I definitely appreciated this match versus Braun Strowman. I didn't know that what the outcome was going to be initially. I am happy that Roman did defeat him at the pay-per-view um i thought that the match was was put together pretty well um it definitely put roman in his position for for mania um which i mean if you haven't seen raw which is gonna um hopefully be against the undertaker um but it's that match in itself was was pretty damn good, and Braun Strowman still looks strong, um, even after, you know, after the defeat, which I thought was pretty good. So whoever his next opponent is is still gonna feel the wrath. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if they're gonna have uh, Reigns go against Taker, he would have to beat Braun. Otherwise, we're like, well, Braun should be at Mania, not <laughs> Reigns, but. Um, overall, it was a Facts. really good match. Facts. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good match. Yeah, I think the right guy went over. You got the you. He's going if he's going to be facing Taker the way he's the way it's supposed to be shaping up. You got he's got to, he's got to go in strong and only and the fact that um, Braun was able to look good in defeat. Did you see that splash? But that, that that he missed, he was like eight feet off the eight feet off the mat. Yeah, he caught some air. That was impressive. Yeah, the last yeah. time the last time that happened with the big show, the ring collapsed. So I was like, "Oh crap, man! This dude is about to like break the ring." So I was it was, it, it was definitely entertaining. Yeah, definitely. And last but not least, we're going to talk about the WWE Tag Team Champions, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus Big Cass and Enzo. To me, the right team went over. Gallows and Anderson, they continue to deliver. They are the straight-up heel tag team that WWE finally needs, and just let them just continue to rock. They got the following. They're the heels. They can they can be corny at times on the mic, mainly Luke Gallows, but they're still a badass team when it comes to when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, I'm um, I'm looking forward to uh, Enzo and Kaz facing the club. <laughs> um, <laughs> Smooth. Gallows and Anderson. I feel like. I feel like Enzo and Cass are so over with the universe that they're going to eventually have to win the titles. I love the fact that Gallows Andrews has the title, um, have the titles. Yeah, man. I mean, again, this is a team that's internationally established. This is a team that's 
brings a certain edge. You got um Carl Anderson who just gives you that Arn Anderson enforcer feel has exact, exact same spine buster. You have Luke Gallows who's always been a certified badass ever since um he stopped doing drugs and he was Festus. Ever since he was with the Straight Edge Society. I mean, it's go- I'm glad that he's established and he's continuing to establish himself. And this is the heel tag team that you need, and it's a, and it's always great to have a heel tag team with a with a with teams chasing. We like to see the chase, and now it's getting gearing towards WrestleMania, and I just can't wait to for the finish. This is something that WWE had, like you said, like, like you said, Ichi, you just can't drop the ball with it. Yeah, I agree totally. The club, they're a great tag team, and definitely great champions. I would like to see them hold it for. At least a couple of months. Uh, Past mania. Yeah, definitely a couple of months. Uh, as far as Cass and Enzo are concerned, I mean, I wouldn't mind them winning, um, but I do need Enzo to dial it back a little. Sometimes he goes a little too long on his intro, just for me. It just seems like uh, he starts to lose the crowd a little bit towards the end. I think Cass needs all the help he can get, so he can't lose the crowd at all by the time it's, you know, it's Cass's turn to do his uh, spelling bee. Yeah, he's got a, he's, yeah, he's like a he's like a ball of energy, and it's like he's high energy, and it's like, hey, high energy. It's like the crowd's going to get worn out trying to keep up with your energy. Everyone didn't pound back two Mountain Dews and um, a line of coke before he came out on the gorilla. <laughs> right. right. <So>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Honestly, am I the only one to feel that Cesaro and Sheamus still could have been? You know, in that title picture, they could at least did like a a tag team um, triple threat match or something like that because I thought that's where they were headed, though. Me too. And that's a perfect segue to go right into our Raw segment. Anderson and Gallows continuing to be the tag champs, and we can go back to what Ichi was saying. I mean, we can get the triple threats. Cesaro and Sheamus could definitely be in that title picture. I just feel like um, they've had great momentum uh, leading into. Uh, their match last uh, last week versus Enzo and Cass. Um, I just, you know, they're they're one of my favorite uh, tag teams on the Raw roster. Um, they're over with the crowd. It they definitely put on great matches. Is some superpowers with Cesaro and Sheamus, um, and I feel like they work well with with the club i felt like they worked well with enzo and Cass, and for the simple fact that they had that storyline with all with all with all three teams i just thought that they would go into that uh direction but um i guess we'll see you know um in the next week or so but it is what it is i guess yeah like uh now i think they could push back enzo and Cass one in especially since uh, their biggest rivals just broke up, which I'm totally sad about. Uh, I really liked uh, Handsome Rusev and uh, Harbody uh, together. I thought they, mer- they, they made a good thing. Yeah, I did too. I did as well. Yeah, Handsome Rusev. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of upset. I'm kind of upset with that. Um but if if that's the case, then Rusev needs to move back into the singles division, and he needs to, uh, you know, be that top heel that he has always been since you know for you know since the 
especially last year, because he was looking phenomenal last year, especially yeah, in his matches against uh, Roman Reigns. With the Universal title, you know, off the show, where where does that leave Rusev, though? Well, not even the Universal. It can be, um, well, I guess after Jericho and <laughs> KO. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't see, now that you say that, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel I mean, like they broke up, gonna, I feel like they yeah, broke that team up too soon. Yeah, it's like, unless you're going to introduce another belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I, fi- I still wish they would bring back the hardcore title, which was defended 24 hours. Man, yeah, Crash Holly used to have some <laughs> great matches, man. Rest in peace. But we also got. But speaking of the U.S. title, we do. Uh, we do have KO versus Jericho going into WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to this feud. We kicked off Raw with KO and Jericho, and just that promo alone, like, just sent chills up my spine. And how did? How, what are you most looking forward to with this feud? I am by far. I'm so happy about this feud. Um, first, Kevin. Chris Jericho was my wrestler of the year for 2016. I felt like he has been the top of his career. Um, just phenomenal all across the boards on the mic, in the, the ring. Fact that, the fact that you're singing his praise is amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, he has had, you can't deny that he has not had a great year for 2016. I felt like you've seen the light. Well, yeah, like I ass. mean, but but you, you know this about me. If there is a wrestler who proves over time, you know, and I start to get, you know, a little tender spot for him, you know, <laughs> it, that's, it is what it is. And this has been with Chris Jericho. I do agree with you that I didn't necessarily like Chris Jericho when he came back, you know, the first couple of times, you know, but this time when they matched him with Kevin Owens, I felt like it was like a match made of heaven. Um, and once they start to like work together, um, in this match, it's only gonna be. Uh, I feel like it might even go past Mania, you know. So I'm definitely excited. It's one of it's one of the like top matches that I'm um, looking forward to for Mania. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about this rivalry. Um, it has a uh, real longevity to it, especially if they decide to let uh let Chris win at uh, Mania. Um, but yeah, I agree. Chris, Chris Jericho has been killing it since he's been back. Um, I'm usually a little hesitant about (laughs) singing the praises of Chris, especially since, you know, sometimes he has that feeling of, uh, dialing it in, um, like he's only here to, you know, make money until his next, uh, Fozzy tour. But this time he seems like, you know, dedicated and actually into the material. So I'm really enjoying this ride. Let us just take this moment to enjoy the gift of Jericho. <laughs> Drink it in, man. So, I think yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to Jericho KO. It has a feel, it has a personal feel to it. The fact that we were able to see these two people be pretty much nincompoops for eight months and carry uh, carry two belts. Kudos they hijacked the show. They were kudos for using nincompoop. <laughs> they just they were they were enter, they were entertaining they put on good matches and they and I think they established both belts of 
high superstar caliber. So if you're going to get these belts, you're not just a second tier type person. This is something that for the wrestling fans, you have to earn, not just be somebody who's a part-time who just jumped in. So I look forward to this. I also look forward to what we were talking about at the top of the show, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, because there's an interest and intrigue here that we were already looking forward to that we thought didn't need the universal belt. But after what I saw on Raw, I look forward to this clash with the cherry on top being the universal belt, not just because the belt is red and calling it a cherry, but it is a good, it is a, it has, it has the feel of two mega powers. How do you feel about this? Amp? Um, I don't know. Uh, Brock and Goldberg, you know, this is, this is the third time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Third mania 20 survivor series in this one. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm interested just like everybody else to see if, uh, Brock takes the L I'm hoping that he, uh, I'm actually hoping that he, you know, destroys Goldberg. Will that happen? Most likely not. But at least we'll probably get a match this time. Yeah, I'm a little um I'm a, I'm a little tired of the of the, you know, 15 seconds and uh you know, these really like fast <laughs> so bullshit matches. No, yeah, I'm <laughs> I, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm not the hugest Goldberg fan. I, I actually wasn't really a, a huge Goldberg fan when he was in WCW. I thought it was kind of like all hype. And he ended w- Brett's career. Yeah, yeah, and it, well, yeah, that too. But it's I just felt like him, like he was just all hype. I mean, I think that's why the WWE did that um, storyline with Gilbert because it was like. <laughs> You know, but I respect I res I respect um, Bill Goldberg a lot. I feel like this match at Mania, um, I feel like it's gonna deliver. Hopefully, like you said, um, that it's gonna be an actual match and not like you know a three minute um, slobber knocker. Bring that back five times. <laughs> let's see where you know. Let's see where it goes. I'm I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I mean, I think they make up for that whole WrestleMania 20 fiasco where they both phoned it in and both knew that they were gone. I think it's not, I think it's now not over commercialized. It is worth the hype because of the legend of Goldberg and the fact that it is still Brock Lesnar, the single baddest ass on this planet. And the fact, and the fact that the Universal title is going to be defended yeah and on top of that guess on top of that guess what we get more paul Heyman. rock but yeah i mean also this time around brock lesnar is kind of becoming a legend of himself so i mean a legend himself so i think a lot more is on the line this time bingo agree yeah i agree i agree i agree and speaking of legends, we had a surprise guest, The Undertaker. He Did shocked you? us all. Yes. Did you guys see that coming or what? That was that was by far some made for raw <laughs> television um, on Monday. And it was in Chicago. It was a good little surprise there. It really was. I mean, I wasn't, I, honestly, I wasn't even expecting to see uh, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> 
No, me neither. I was I was surprised to see that. I was actually surprised to see him lay out Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> but I was really surprised. That actually the under- made me happy. I know. <laughs> I was really surprised to see uh, Undertaker because I was expecting just another Reigns and Braun brawl, which I wouldn't have been upset about. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely was prepared for that. It was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't, I did not see the Undertaker coming. But anytime it's, the Undertaker shows, anytime the Undertaker shows Braun. up, it's, it's just, yeah, Braun. They had a stare down, and Braun literally looked him up and down and said, "Yeah, you got it," and dipped out. But you know what's, what's crazy? Braun, well, what's crazy is okay. We've discussed this multiple times. WWE needs to cut down Raw from the three hours. So I ended up actually falling asleep during the last hour of Raw. Of course. And I missed (laughs) Undertaker. I missed, like, the whole thing. So when I went back, I was like, whoa, Undertaker was here? (laughs) So, I mean, it definitely, definitely um, really got my goosebumps really got my goosebumps showing i am i'm happy to i'll be happy to see um undertaker versus roman at mania i feel like i don't know how it's gonna go if undertaker's gonna put roman over or roman um lies in defeat roman hasn't put on like a, a horrible match in a very 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 long time i don't i mean the universe can cheer or boo however they want but at the fact of the matter is is that Roman Reigns is by far one of the greatest wrestlers on Raw right now. I'm decided whoever's part of creative just hates people to cheer for Roman. So they put him in as many situations as possible to make people hate him. I just feel like that's the, <laughs> <laughs> I feel that's the thing. Because like <laughs> like cool. they'll, yeah. like they'll throw him into something that make people hate him and then like they'll keep him away and let him build up again. People start liking him again. They're like, ah, let's put him up against Undertaker. And then they'll hate him again. Or, let's have him throw I out think, <laughs> Dana Bryan or something like that. I think the thing is, is like, under, I don't I don't think that Roman has to win at WrestleMania to be put over by the Undertaker. I think him being in the, having a feud against the Undertaker in itself is enough of the yeah. rub, enough of being put over that, yeah. okay, and we know it's going to be a high-quality match. We're going to be able to get the taker spots. We're going to see Roman do his thing. Roman is putting on. Roman puts on good matches. He's like, like you were saying, he's just in a position where he's going to be booed. So I mean, I look. If you're going to put Roman over, you're going to have to put Roman over the same way we've always been calling for Cena. You got to put him over and turn him as a heel. You got to pull the trigger. That's the only way that oh, that's the only way that works. Otherwise, if Roman actually gets put over by the if Roman gets put over and beats the Undertaker, he's going to get booed out of the building, and you're not going to recover from it. Well, there is a chance that can happen, especially now that the uh, streak is no longer there. Well, I guess he is two and zero, but <laughs> I, I I I just <laughs> I don't see uh the big deal with him winning or losing. I think either way, people are going to hate him. Yeah, I agree with that. I just feel like um, people just, they love to hate Roman. Um, but, I mean, it's it's kind of like a, it's the WWE fault. I think that Jay actually <laughs> um, touched on this earlier where, you know, WWE kind of like calls this upon themselves where, you know, they keep 
pushing these wrestlers on the universe, and the re- and the universe is kind of like, yo, like <laughs> we get it, we stop it. <laughs> no, no wrestling, means no. Wrestling fans are much wrestling fans are much smarter now than they were in the eighties. Yeah, I can agree with that, especially with the internet. Yeah, oh, yeah, that I mean, can be yeah, a good and a bad thing, yeah, actually. Yeah, literally, yeah, literally, technology is what technology is. Why we are more and why why the trends have changed like we are more aware now so you have to listen to us and not listen in the sense of oh, these are just people that are bitching and complaining and hijacking shows because y'all know how much i hate that yep. but we're just we're more aware we're just more aware of the business so you all so you have to not insult our intelligence so so now that things are kind of like uh getting settled with you know what's going to be at wrestlemania what do they do with finn balor now that he's actually back because he had his first match last yeah. night samoa joe yeah i can see it well <laughs> i don't know well yeah i'm like wait what like wait a minute because samoa joe is like extreme people like left and right so it's like, he, barely, he, barely, he barely survived he barely survived seth and then you gotta right. joe <laughs> it's like you know i don't know between like well, I mean, well, well, here, well here's the thing i think i think that you i think you have i think you i think it i think it's ready made i think you have you'll have a you'll have a moment where you'll have a face-off and this would be the perfect face-off to close out raw if y'all do this on raw please credit me close it out with triple h and seth being face-to-face kevin owens coming out jericho coming out then you're going to have Samoa Joe, who's usually the X Factor. The next thing you know, the lights co- go out, and then Finn Balor appears. And then that next thing, and you, you have that stare down going into close the show and go into WrestleMania. I think that Finn versus Samoa Joe makes great sense. I think that they both are very familiar with each other. They have history from NXT, so you can highlight and that whole NXT package. True, true. And you can also, and you can go, and you can end. It is, man. They can put on a show. You get, you satisfy the internet wrestling community. These both are it will still look like mega power to the WWE universe. You can knock this out the park. Don't fuck this up, WWE. I agree. Yeah, I I think that yeah, I feel like just Samoa Joe and um and Finn Balor would be just the right would be best for business. Yeah, especially with the short notice. And Seth is gonna have to pop up to Mania, and I was I'm really hoping that it's an actual match with Triple H. I, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm tired. I'm tired of Triple H. Well, Triple H. I don't know. I'm I'm starting to like Triple H again. I don't know. It's weird, <laughs> but um. Well, you know, I've always liked Triple, Triple H. H so <laughs> Triple H and Jericho. Oh boy, Triple H and Jericho. I know this is such a crazy 2017. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking speaking of speaking of short, um, Neville Neville was um victorious at Fastlane, and Ooh. he had a pretty much a, he had a pretty nice interview on Raw in Chicago with Austin Aries. If you didn't catch Raw, yo, yeah, wow. <laughs> that that Austin Aries, um. Yeah, 205 Live with Austin Aries returning to in-ring competition. He looked great. I can't wait for him to fight Neville um, at Mania. What did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I really liked uh, 205 this week. Um, I feel like Neville and uh, Austin Aries are breathing new life into 205 Live. They're exactly what the... 
that roster and show needed. Um, I feel like there's just a lack of experience and personality in 205 Live. Like, I mean, you have uh, the Brian Kendrick, but that's really it when it comes to, you know. Personality, uh, yeah. Like a built personality. Everybody else is kind of like working on what they want to be. And like Brian Kendrick already knows his character. So I feel like. Yeah, Austin, I mean. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like Austin Aries and Neville are another already built athletes. And they're just bringing that, you know, and they're lighting it up. I'm a huge, huge fan of D. Brian Kendrick. I'm a man with a plan. His match with Tozawa coming up is it's gonna it's it's it has to be great, especially with um with uh, Brian Kendrick's chemistry and his skills on the mic, his skill as his character it builds each week with the build up. Um, even this past week on 205 Live with uh, Tozawa facing a Brian Kendrick, not the Brian Kendrick. <laughs> so I really, I really did enjoy that. that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that part of the storyline. And I feel like they can do a lot of work with this. Yeah, I mean, also on 205 Live, I like, uh, I'm really happy that they're having Alicia Fox have something to do there. I think she fits in well and actually is, I, I find her pretty entertaining. Especially with the love circle, well, I don't even know what it is now. It's a triangle. Yeah, or... I, I, I'm, I wasn't a big fan of that. I feel like they, I didn't feel like they should have took her away from Cedric Alexander during Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just, it was just kind of strange. Well, hey, yeah, she might, pretty... she might be ended up with a uh, Ritwan. So I mean, you know. Yeah, get out. She, she's, she's, she's coming back. <laughs> yeah, move, get out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think her going with Noam Dar it helps us get to know him, because you know nobody really knows him unless you're, you know, watching like overseas wrestling or the indie scene and stuff like that. But I feel like just having her with him gives him an opportunity to, you know, show who he is and give himself a little bit of personality. Yeah, and, I, and going to your point, I mean, it's similar to, like, how WCW was with the Cruiserweights. You have a bunch of athletes who can go in the ring but are still trying to get their field. Then you'll have a guy like Chris Jericho jump into the um, Cruiserweights to take that belt and, like, with the personality and create another draw and level of investment that, that pulls out more character from these these Cruiserweight athletes. That's what I think that they're doing with – um that's what I think, like, you highlighted with Neville. That's exactly what they're doing. Then you have somebody like A-Double, a a Austin Aries, who clearly how the Chicago crowd put him over on Raw, how that carries over just like he was in 205 Live. And I'm just excited. I'm excited for just the way 205 Live it can be produced. Just stop with the damn purple rope. Yes, this takes up so much time. Bro. I don't think, I I don't feel think like they're giving I, it up. <laughs> yeah, they're not because Vince's um I it was like you said on a couple of podcasts ago. Um he just has this uh cruiserweight, you're purple. Smackdown, you're blue. <laughs> Women, you're another color. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Vince just has this like color thing weird like fetish that he has. But um but yeah, I feel like definitely um, the Chicago crowd put over Austin Aries. Um, 
and the battle of the capes it's gonna come <laughs> and it's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great matchup maybe one day At they'll team up little cape crew <laughs> little cape crew <laughs> i feel like we should move over to nxt <laughs> do you know <laughs> of course i do so let's go ahead and switch gears over to nxt so we had the we had the return of Shinsuke Nakamura. If you weren't able to catch it, very great match. I know Ichi has a lot to say about this. Take it away, man. That match with TJ Perkins, I'm a huge fan of TJ Perkins with him being the first ever um, cruiserweight champion. The match, it was back and forth. Exciting to see Nakamura back in the ring. Um, had that scare uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I really enjoyed NXT. Uh, you know, they're they're still going with the sanity rivalry with Dillinger. Um, the authors of Pain are still killing it. Oh, um, let me. I'll say something. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, sorry about that. Okay, so with the sanity and the Todd Dillinger, I felt like they need to wrap that up a little bit more because I feel like um, when. Um, when Killian Dane, who was it? When uh, when they were when they were beating up Roderick Strong on a stage, like like Ty Dillinger didn't like move or anything. I was like, why is he going to help him yet? And then like it was like a kind of like a delay. And then well, he went to help him. and Dillinger's and like, defense. And Dillinger's defense, he was already beat up. What was he gonna do? He was in the ring just staring. What? I mean, you can't save him. He's already beat up. Yeah, no way Jose comes out. It's like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. I mean, I'm... I was I would still like to see Dillinger made part of Sanity somehow. So Me too. And I that's what that... I was going to say. I was going to say, like, I can definitely see Todd Dillinger going into Sanity on, like, some <laughs> Randy Orton into the Wyatt family type ordeal. Yeah, I agree. And we're just gonna hold it right, and we're gonna hold it right there. Speaking of Randy Orton, we're going to switch gears to SmackDown. Uh, no, no, no. Yet, God damn it! I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about that again. No, I, I want to talk about that. Uh, how Ho Ho Loon didn't have no chance in L versus Cian. <laughs> <laughs> now moving on. <laughs> Shinsuke to bounce back and just see him. He definitely looks refreshed. Doesn't seem like he's um, 
suffering any lingering injuries. He continues to put a produce like solid matches. He's a, he continues to just be that main attraction. He is a main attraction even without a belt, even though he's not Bobby Roode. He is Shinsuke Nakamura and he probably has one of the baddest entrances. He puts on the best, he puts on the best, he puts on some of the best matches. You put to, to the point where the, Language barrier is no, no longer a factor. That shows if you continue to produce in the ring, you can and you can draw the fans. You show your personality and other ways of expression. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, his the match with T.J. Perkins um, was was definitely like I said, back and forth. Um, it it was it can definitely it definitely showed that you know Nakamura's return was not in vain. That he still can you know can carry can carry um can carry the character carry the match all around the boards um great match great nxt um this week yeah i feel like uh nakamura actually kind of showed us a new side of him too he's very aggressive um but him and yeah i feel like him and uh tj perkins Perkins. yeah Yeah. well and and they they worked together before in the past they have Mm -hmm. those same that same style of wrestling so I feel like um, I just knew the match was 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 going to be some top notch match anyway. A lot of yeah. people are getting like a B plus on the internet, but you know A minus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, it definitely is A minus or A. I feel like they put on a really good show. Uh, I also felt that the Ember Moon match was really good too, and I, yeah. I like I like the dramatics after the match where yeah where, with uh, Billy Kay. Yeah, acting like she's paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was kind of like afraid. I was like, oh shit, is is this K Fab or is it you know? Um, because that eclipse is something serious that Ember Moon um, puts on her opponents, like dead ass. Yeah, I, I think it's something else. I'm a, I'm a real fan of it too. It's it's athletic version. Athletic version of the stunner. And I, and I, and I, and I, yeah. And I like, I like it. I like what they're doing with Sanity too. I mean, it's just that I think they, I think that they're they're creating a new crop that's going to be established and keeping NXT just that's that um that emo- momentum just keeping the ball rolling, especially as they get on the road. Kudos to you, Triple H. Yeah, I I can agree with with Sanity. I love their entrance. Um. The only the only downfall I feel is that um, Nikki Cross. Yeah, but I just feel like she 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 needs more work. Um, she was like tripping over some of the wrestlers when she's like trying to pose at the end, <laughs> and I'm just like it's like once Sanity um, really comes to grips, I feel like they're gonna be just as powerful as the Wyatt family. Yeah, and um, speaking of the Wyatt family, that we're going to um, touch on SmackDown, just a lot of those de- developments in the latest episode because we have another number one contender. So before we before we switch gears to, to SmackDown, it is Women's History Month, and with that, we're going to do a women themed hot seat. And what you gonna do? I'm just going to say the name of the wrestler. You're going to go ahead and give me the first reaction that you feel. Jacqueline. <laughs> How many times have you rented it out? I wish I wish that we saw more from her as a champion. She had a country accent, man. Trish Stratus. Uh pretty 
pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty good. One of Canada's top women wrestlers. Uh, definitely dig Trish Stratus. It definitely made uh, women's storylines interesting. The right balance of sex appeal and athleticism. Lita. Phenomenal. She made me enjoy the women's division during the Attitude Era. Definitely a risk taker, but one of my favorite re- female wrestlers. The love triangle that made Edge and Matt Hardy main eventers. Mess up that. Stable. Very risque. Brock Lesnar's wife. Brock Let's say China. Ninth wonder of the world. Definitely one of my favorite women wrestlers. Especially when she shook Marlena. Yep. <laughs> shook her like a rag doll. Revolu- she revolutionized women's athletics. May Young. Original diva. I actually really enjoyed a lot of her storylines um, in the 90s and the early 2000s with Mark Henry. She gave birth to a hand. last but not least Alondra Blaze Uh, I felt like when she went to WCW and she dropped the title in the garbage can that it was uh, childish (laughs) (laughs) I loved her matches with Bull Nakano oh yes (laughs) first woman to give me a notice women's wrestling viewing women's wrestling as equal and speaking of equal, we gave some time to Raw. Now let's talk about SmackDown. We've had some developments where we finally had the breakup of Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Sister Abigail, the Wyatt compound, burnt down to the ground. But what does this mean for the WrestleMania storyline? What does this mean for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship? Bray Wyatt, your World Heavyweight Champion. We had Randy Orton, the Royal Rumble winner, going against who we perceived and thought was going to be the number one contender, AJ Styles, had put into another number one contender match against Randy Orton. If you didn't get a chance to check that match out, SmackDown Live, Raw, uh, if you didn't get a chance to check that out, turn watch, check out SmackDown Live. Randy Orton and AJ Styles put on a hell of a show. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that and the results? I, w- I was kind of devastated. Uh, I really, want, I really wanted AJ to get that uh, title shot, but the pure drama driving Randy versus y, uh, Bray, uh, I'm okay with it. I still feel uh, sad for for AJ. He needed he needed his moment. Yeah, I felt like um, I didn't know what was necessarily going on with. Um, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton since he had um, joined teams with uh, Bray. Then uh, the whole fiasco with whether or not the number one content, uh, the Royal Rumble winner should be the number one contender and I was like what is going on? Like it was it was just mad confusing on SmackDown for the past couple weeks um, because it was they didn't tell us anything they just uh, well they didn't give us any like prior notice they just said oh yeah by the way um people are wrestling for the number one contender spot <laughs> to wrestle at wrestlemania and you're like wait a minute what about randy orton i'm thinking like was he injured or something what happened where you guys are saying like no more 
you know, like there should be another number one contender spot. Um, I'm not against Brandy Orton winning. Um, I did want to see AJ only because uh, he's fucking phenomenal. But um, I'm I'm not upset with uh, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. I actually think it's going to be a pretty good match. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I've been calling it for a while. I think that while it would have been nice to see AJ Styles in the World Heavyweight Championship match um, at WrestleMania, it's two storylines that we knew were coming. We knew that Randy Orton was not going to be following Bray Wyatt forever, and we saw, and we knew the writing was on the wall once Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble. I like, I enjoy, I'm enjoying the ride, the, where, the, how they got there. I'm also enjoying the storyline development where AJ just keeps on having to go through hoops and hoops and hoops. And I think they're going to, and I think he's going to be able to have his WrestleMania moment. He's, I, I'm predicting that he's going to have again a match against either Shane McMahon or Shinsuke Nakamura. And it kind of, it, the story kind of writes itself the same way that you're, you all are upset that he's not in the main event. He, the same way he's going to continue to blame management. Same way they're going to keep on putting him in precarious situations until he challenges Maybe Shane because he's a spot monkey angle and might be Triple H light. Or it could be against Shinsuke, which I think would be fucking phenomenal at WrestleMania. Either not, way, I think not that... Not happening. <laughs> Either way, I think, that, I think that AJ doesn't lose anything from it. I think the match itself was very high quality. I think we saw... We saw and we saw just the what AJ Styles can do, AJ and Randy Orton can do when they actually put effort in and actually care. AJ brings it all the time. Looks like Randy Orton actually gives a fuck now. Like it was just, I was in, I was extremely impressed, especially the finish, the um fault, the false on phenomenal forearm, um missed RKO, missed four um four fifty into the RKO finish. It made it, it made it made it look like it was a competitive match, and I think that's the edge that SmackDown has overall. That it just seems like it's just competition, and I look forward to just those how two storylines can continue to develop out of that one pro off of that one match. Also, speaking of one match, one match ago, closing out WrestleMania, it was The Miz versus John Cena. But before that, before we get there. <laughs> but but before before we get there, we had John we had John Cena and Nikki Bella go against the guy who annoys me the most, James Ellsworth, and his um friend that is a girl, Boothay. Carmella. <laughs> and we got to see what we and we got to see what we were supposed to see. We got to see the five knuckle shuffle, or I guess the ten knuckle shuffle. We saw attitudes adjusted, and we saw Cena and Nikki Bella squash. I keep on saying I don't want to say their names because they annoy me. But the real drama happened when. The Miz and Maurice took out Nikki Bella and John Cena, and they dropped some fire on the mic. As I've been singing the Miz's praises all year, I think he's going to get he's getting his justified match against John Cena. Probably a tag match, a mixed tag match, and I'm looking forward to it. What do you think of the Miz's promo, Amp? I know you're hard on my man. Please give him some praises. <laughs> on the mic, he is always amazing. Um, I mean, if you put his in-ring and his, uh, mic skills together, makes him a decent all-around wrestler. But, he did kill it on the, uh, on the mic. He killed it, uh, on SmackDown, he just, he killed it on Talking Smack, 
and it just really uh be interested in this actual uh <laughs> in this beef that I would normally not be interested in at all. I, I can agree. It's you know um I'm not necessary. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to give Miz any any credit, but I will give him credit on a mic. His mic skills are are definitely top notch. Um. <sighs> The storyline with him and John Cena, I think it's necessary. Um, honestly, whenever Miz's music come out, I'm always just uh, my eyes is just for some reason just looks at Maurice. I really just don't really care about the Miz. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Maurice but, is hot. Well, yeah, there you go. So, I mean, it's it's to the fact that I mean. Miz, like, like, um, like M said, he's he's phenomenal on the mic. Um, he's not that bad of a wrestler. I think I just give him like a lot of flack just to, um, just to you know get bump heads with Jay. But um, Miz is definitely coming along um, as a heel. Jay, please don't get all smiley and shit <laughs> i say this but it is, is it, it is it, i am i'm invested in actually seeing um him versus john cena more for john cena than the miz um because i'm a bigger john cena fan than the miz but um it, it is what it is it'll be great for mania i will say that so now jay can actually just stop harassing me about hating the miz <laughs> I am smiling ear to ear, uh, but I mean the thing is, I, like I think it is good. You know, I'm giving credit where credit is due. I think that he cut a killer promo. I think that it sets up something that we're all invested in. I think that it gives it gives that mainstream. It'll give you that mainstream feel. You have John Cena, who is a mainstream person. He's on. He was on the Teen Choice Awards. He's on. He has his own show on Fox. He's going to be doing many projects, and he happens to be a part-time wrestler who is going to have an awesome moment at WrestleMania. Him, Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. It's it's high intensity. It's personal. They're touching on things. I personally think that we'll have the mixed tag match. At the end, win, lose, or draw, I see John Cena proposing to Nikki Bella on the grandest stage of them all and giving her that perfect proposal. <laughs> if it happens, quote me right here. At me. At us. At on Twitter. We are NWA. Or follow us on Instagram at we are or follow us on Instagram at New Wrestling Alliance. But those are just two of the those are just two segments, two things about SmackDown that just really are making me more excited about WrestleMania as I'm going forward. And another part that really got me was the Baron Corbin and Dean Ambrose segment. Ichi, you're an adamant Baron Corbin fan. I'm just going to give this to you right here. Go ahead and take it away. Baron Corbin has been looking great for the past um, three, four months, I would say. Um, I'm I'm really, really, really enjoying this feud that he has with Dean Ambrose. I feel like the chemistry that they have um, going into Mania is um, is pretty good. It's pretty solid. I like the fact that um, Baron Corbin is um, is being put over by Dean. Um, hopefully he wins the the IC championship at Mania. I'm really really invested in this match. Um, huge fan of Corbin. I think his uh, in ring presence and he's getting better on the mic. I just feel like um, he's 
he's been top notch as far as uh, heel uh, for my concern. I'm still kind of meh about Corbin. Uh, Get the fuck out of here. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm still mad about him. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of find him boring. I mean, he, he's good in the ring. Don't get me wrong. He could wrestle. I just, just not really interested. Uh, but <laughs> this Dean Ambrose and Corbin beef, I'm actually into it. Uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, really entertaining, though. Because of Dean Ambrose, though. What do you I think? Mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I gotta side with Ichi right here. I mean, I was, and the thing is, I've been skeptical of Corbin. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a huge fan of his and his call up at call up from NXT. I thought he still needed some time, but and his Twilight he's really coming to his own. He's really, <laughs> <laughs> he's really coming to own in this character, and I think that Dean Ambrose is. The perfect um, opponent for him, somebody who's facts. Who he's, pull, he's pulling that added edge out of him, making him look like a certified badass. I mean, look at what he did on SmackDown. Like the the shots of the pole, the and everything. I was like, oh shit, like he's for real. The forklift and pinning him down. Like, it, and I haven't seen anything that I haven't seen anything like that since Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack versus the New Age Outlaws at WrestleMania 14. But yeah, I mean, I think that um, Baron Corbin just looks like a it looks like a badass. I think he really does beat to his own drum, and he's coming to his own with his character. I'm looking forward to what should be their match at WrestleMania and the few that it carries. I think that SmackDown continues to be the number one brand. I'm going to keep talking about that throughout this whole this whole episode. Isn't it? Well, and going on SmackDown, I feel like SmackDown has done a phenomenal job. With a lot of the wrestlers, with a lot of storylines, but I feel like they dropped the ball on Tuesday with the women's division. And, you know, going into Mania with, I don't know if it's like a battle royal or just like a um, a ring just full of like every um, SmackDown women's um, wrestler, but I just felt like they could have done a, a better job with Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss has been pretty damn good for the past couple of months um on SmackDown and unfortunately with Naomi um going on the injured reserve list, I was thinking like maybe um she'll be a special entry and she'll eventually get the title again at you know in her hometown of Orlando. I don't know. But I just felt like they dropped the ball on uh, Tuesday. Does anybody else feel that way? No, I'm actually okay with it. Uh, I think like only if Naomi is like the a surprise for WrestleMania. I mean, she's be doing uh rehab, so we we they're still not giving it away. Just like they're not giving away Seth being at WrestleMania, even though they're both on the WrestleMania poster. But but they both <laughs> have the same type of injury as well, correct? Uh, well, I think. I think Seth is more uh was more uh what you call it? Seth Seth's more Seth has more of a tweak whereas yeah. uh, Naomi had a sprain. Naomi had a sprain and had a knee sprain. Um Seth was more MCL related. From from his um from his um, gotcha. from his whole tourney his home his whole tourney ACL. 
Remember, gotcha. he rushed his injury, but he he rushed his return back also originally. Yeah, he, tr- he, he tried to What's get a scene on. Yeah, no, right. Well, what do you what do you think, what do you what do you think about the for? Do you think they dropped the ball on Tuesday for the women's? I event? mean, in general, I mean, in general, I think that I've talked about it before on um, numerous episodes. I think that. It'd be better if we just had one solid um, division of women. With SmackDown just doesn't have SmackDown just doesn't happen to have the star power to the draw of the women. So therefore, unless therefore unless Naomi comes back comes back at Orlando and at her hometown with the glow, this is just this is just a clusterfuck just because they're screwed over. But you know. It's something that's going on. I mean, it is what it is. Got to take it for what it is. I mean, as long as it's not Becky Lynch versus uh, Bliss, uh, I'll be okay. Because, I mean, I like Bliss as champion if Naomi's not going to carry it. I just, I'm I'm tired of uh, Becky Lynch. I mean, I've never been a fan of Becky Lynch, but I'm just, I just don't want to see that match. Yeah, as soon as I hear her oh, music hit, I'm like, oh, great. But yeah, I, I, but you can't deny she, that she thing, didn't put she on a good match with Alexa Bliss. Oh yeah, yeah. The thing is, she but can I wrestle. mean, but so could Mickey James. Yeah. Who turned on uh, Bliss that night? Very true. Well, yeah. I always hope so since we have gone and touched on touch base on everything, and we do not want to run long, much to run long like um, a raw episode. We're <laughs> going to get ready, just wrap it up. So we're just going. So um, so what is it? The what is the one thing that you are looking forward to most about WrestleMania, and what is it that you are looking forward to in these upcoming storylines on Raw and SmackDown? Yeah, you got it first. I'm looking forward to a clear picture of WrestleMania. Uh, I'm still kind of confused what the full card is looking like, um, but I don't know. I'm just hoping some changes will happen. Cause I like two. If you had asked me like two weeks ago, I was I was so excited for WrestleMania, and now I'm like, uh, I guess I'll watch it. Uh, so I'm just that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping some changes happen on these uh, coming shows that make. Uh, <laughs> make WrestleMania great again. Yeah, um well, um I'm already very excited about uh Mania. It hasn't changed. Um Monday really put the icing on the cake with Roman and Taker. Um and then Tuesday, hopefully we can get AJ Styles and Shane McMahon or some type of um match um for AJ. But uh, that's what I'm most likely looking for. And from both brands, I just want to see some great title matches. Um, I'm I'm also looking forward to that Kevin Owens and um, and Y2J U.S. title match. I think I'm looking. What I'm most looking forward to is just the conclusion of these almost year-long builds. I think that um, that we have the Brock and Goldberg. We have KO and Jericho. We have Miz and Cena, who, like I said, Matt, were a rematch for, were a match at and headlined and closed out WrestleMania 27. 
<laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. And with the both brands, I just bring it because I like healthy competition. And this was like the first week in a while that I think that Raw was actually better than SmackDown. So I'm looking forward to just seeing how the cream of the crop rise to the top. <laughs> I do have a question for you guys, though. So we all remember when The Undertaker showed up at SmackDown on Survivor Series and said uh, he was going to be back to, you know, take names if SmackDown didn't win. Uh, so why is he only on Raw? Because he's The Undertaker and he can do what he wants. <laughs> but, but why didn't he want Raw to win if he's only going to be on Raw? I think he eventually. I think he eventually shifts over to. I think he eventually shifts back over to SmackDown. I think that him versus Roman is just is specifically for the for the WrestleMania for season. And yeah, then, and I then think, he's and coming he back as he did, right, and he and goes and chases for and chases for the belt. We hope. Then he then he comes back as um, American Badass Undertaker <laughs> for SmackDown, <laughs> and Easy oh, no. who was on our show on our podcast a few <laughs> a few episodes ago. That's his favorite wrestler, and he'll be the only one excited. <laughs> and I guess they'll bring back uh, Kid Rock, huh? Let's not hope. Uh, shoot, they got they got a lawsuit with Kid Rock and CM Punk. Shoot, I could, I, WWE's lawyers must be making bank. <laughs> they stay working. Oh yeah, so so yeah. Just to close it out once again, want to thank all the fans for um. Or just continuing to listen, continuing to download. We're we got we have hundreds of downloads, trying to push a few thousand. So keep listening, tell friends. We are on social media. We are on Twitter again at we are NWA. We are at we are on Instagram at New Wrestling Alliance. The new is NU Wrestling Alliance because we mean business. We have many things that are coming up. We want to thank you for our ninth episode. Episode 10 is going to come up. We will have a predictions episode, predictions for WrestleMania. And and just because Black History Month ended doesn't mean that we're not going to continue to highlight black wrestlers. We're going to start introducing our new segment up, our new segment with with highlighting a specific black wrestler. And we're just going to continue to have a good time. Any parting words? Uh, I would just like to thank everybody for listening, and then uh, I would also like to thank The Rock for uh, <laughs> calling CM Punk after Raw that night. I find it hilarious that he uh, does whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> my last, uh, my last words for episode nine. I honestly, I want to thank all the fans, everyone for listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Um, we love. Discussing wrestling, we love um, you guys' feedback and even commentating with us on social media. Um, once again, Black Lives Black Lives Matter, Black Wrestlers Matter, and thank you. And we look forward to you guys listening to more of our podcast. The tenth episode is coming up. How about that? Episode ten. Episode ten coming up again. We have plenty of things coming up. A YouTube channel. We are already on Twitter. We we are NWA New Wrestling also, Alliance on Instagram. Yes, and we're also going to are going to have ice cream bars. <laughs> yes, ice cream <laughs> bars. Once again, my name is P One J Dub, and we are the New Wrestling Alliance. Once and you know we mean business. Take it away. Gary Cici signing off. Peace out, guys. Pimp out.
This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.